1: How can you be a gratitude coach? Because that's not real. You can't just be positive all the time. When I'm dealing with grief and frustration and sadness and uncertainty, anxiety, X, Y, and Z, just like every other human being, what I do have and what I do use is this tool of pausing for a minute and focusing and giving myself literally, sometimes it's 30 seconds, like what am I grateful in this moment?
2: Every time I uh, I try to like say a couple bullshit words at the beginning of an episode because I'm still fading out the music. Um, okay. So blah 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 blah. We're here. <laughs> um, who is the founder of Gratitude Grams and is uh, joining us today for? discussion of gratitude and i don't also she, she's actually going to lead us through the way i don't i don't know anything so yeah you we know. millie and i
1: know nothing about gratitude you don't know anything about gratitude come on and you guys got to give yourselves more credit than that we all do that's the beauty of gratitude that i really believe it is a universal language that all human beings can speak
2: no definitely we're of course being self-deprecating but on that note um, (laughs) do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um, more about what you do
1: absolutely and thank you so much for creating this space for me to share with your audience Um, I am grateful for that. Um, So my journey started a little over three years ago. I am a trained oncology pharmacist and what that means is I was trained as a pharmacist to review chemotherapy medications for patients who are receiving them and they are battling for life. They are battling against cancer. And as a pharmacist, not only was I responsible for checking chemotherapy and making sure that it was going to be administered correctly for every patient, but also managing any side effects or outcomes from the treatments. Um, And I was doing that by talking to patients face-to-face at the oncology clinic. So for the audience members who have never been inside of an oncology clinic, which I hope that that isn't the case for anyone, Um, It is a hybrid between a doctor's office and a hospital setting, and basically patients come into the clinic, they are checked by the doctor and other supporting medical staff to ensure that the patient is safe to receive chemotherapy medicine, And, and once the green light is given, patients sit inside of a comfortable chair, kind of like a lazy boy's seat, And they receive chemotherapy through an intravenous line, which is this, it's like an IV bag and a line attached to it. And they get their chemotherapy either through their arm or their chest. And the treatments can be as short as 15 minutes or as long as 10 hours. It really all depends on what kind of cancer you have and what kind of drugs you're you're receiving. And as a pharmacist, I was responsible for talking to patients while they were receiving chemotherapy. And my interactions were incredibly humbling and meaningful with each and every one of my patients. Now in doing this work, what it looked like to me back then, and it still does, it was my dream job. I had worked 10 plus years going through like college, graduate school. I, after I received my doctorate, I did additional postdoc, residency training, and I landed this job. And and in my mind, I thought, okay, well, life is perfect now. This is what life looks like. This is my like. I've found my happiness. And to my surprise, as I started working there, I found myself feeling incredibly unfulfilled and unhappy. And I really struggled because on paper, especially in the Iranian community, like think about it, it looks great. You live in Los Angeles, you have a successful job, you have your doctorate, you're young, you're hardworking, X, Y, and Z. And I had fulfilled on a lot of what not only my family, but the community expected of me. But I forgot about myself and what brought me happiness, even though the job was fulfilling. And I'm not saying that I wasn't grateful for what I had, it was just, this empty feeling that I couldn't overcome. And a mentor of mine one, one evening, she encouraged me to start writing my moments of gratitude every night before going to bed. And in doing that, um, that's when my perspective on life changed. And what the gratitude practice looked like was, she asked me, take two minutes every evening before you go to bed, and write what you're grateful for, three points. And that's all I'm asking of you. And do this consistently for at least two months and see, what, see how your life is gonna change. And someone like with a science background, I was like, this is bullshit. Like how is a two minute practice really gonna change my life? But I took it on. I said, you know what? It's not that hard right before I go to bed, I'll turn on a candle, I'll write whatever I'm grateful for and we'll see what happens. And initially it was really hard. I couldn't even think of a few things to write down every day. Like I really was struggling. But with my competitive nature and my commitment to myself, I, you know, I said, OK, I'm going to take this on and I'm going to give it a shot. And within a few months of practicing, I started noticing majority of my moments were about my interactions with the patients and what I learned from them. And they taught me one of the most important things in life is to be present with people and to extend your gratitude to others. These individuals who really hadn't they were limited with what they could give while sitting in that infusion seat. What they were giving was their appreciation and their gratitude to the people that were taking care of them, their family members and friends that were, were there. And I, I, I witnessed that every day. And I, I was even, uh, I, I was able to experience that. They gifted me with their thank yous. And I thought, wow, what would the world look like if we all took a moment to extend our gratitude to other people? and to really view life through a lens of gratitude like how would life look like for all of us and so one day i was driving and i had this burst of inspiration and i cre- i said you know what i want to make the world a better place and i want to i i want to create something that will leave a meaningful impact even after i'm gone and i thought well why not do it through gratitude they have these patients have really showed me what that looks like and we don't need to get sick or we don't need to experience loss, specifically our health, to be grateful. So I went to a coffee shop one evening and I, it was actually during the day, I, I took paper and pen and scissors and I created these little tokens of appreciation called gratitude grams. And they're a tool to encourage people to extend and share their gratitude to anyone and everyone in this world. It could be the person that makes that perfect cup of coffee for you at Starbucks. And the idea is really to spread goodness, to to share your gratitude and and to acknowledge people and to be present with them. And after this card concept, my work started expanding into leading workshops and doing talks. And now I'm doing this other 22-day gratitude journey. So this is, um, what I'm about. I'm really about service and making the world a better place through gratitude.
2: Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, even though, you know, I'm kind of on your end of what you described yourself as the beginning. I'm like, okay, like, so, so what does this do exactly? Um, but you're, you're very, uh, your positivity You're not positive. I don't know. You're you're very sweet. It's like contagious, even though I'm like annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> not annoyed. I'm like, I'm like nice fighting smelly. it. Um, but I just wanted to comment on that. Uh, but so for me, my uh, not criticism, but like my yeah. counter about gratitude yeah. or like what you're saying is I completely under- like get that practice. And I actually mm-hmm. think that if someone told me to write down some things at the end of the night. I could come up with some things, but I actually don't see how that maps on to like your attitude in general. I think that uh, we have moments of sadness and we have moments of happiness, we have moments of helplessness and hopelessness, and we have other moments of, you know, complete optimism.
3: Absolutely.
2: Uh, so I think those are kind of natural cycles. Uh, that humans experience, and I think I I well I think I condone that like that's normal and it should be happening. And for me, like how I try to work on myself is like in kind of a more traditional way through a therapist. So I guess like I am curious of what like how is that um, or maybe it's not even a solution. It's just kind of like I, I think. Maybe uh, I'm so sorry. Okay, you're I don't know what my Wi-Fi literally just turned off. And then are middle. you
1: good? Okay.
2: So I don't know where, what you last heard, but it was good. I got cut off. I was going on a
1: rant. So, <laughs> okay. Well, two things. Um, the first is I, I do want to know why you're annoyed. Cause I want to address that. And secondly, you were talking about how there's like emotions of sadness and frustration and happiness and bliss and X, Y, and Z. So I don't know exactly. Um, if that was tied to that, or if it's a separate thing, but I, I would love to address that as well.
2: So no, I guess just annoyed because not I don't annoyed is actually too I don't feel that strongly about it. I just meant like I don't see how it could be a practice like a general practice and a general outlook because I find that it's kind of vague and also unrealistic because as humans, we can't just be like, Oh, I'm grateful now. So everything's going to change. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand in a more like simpler form having a, like that when you say like, Oh, I'm thankful that you guys invited me here. I, of course I feel that, like that's one thing, but like, you know, there's only so much that can do. And we, as humans, we cannot command emotions is what I'm trying to say.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I I kind of disagree with Millie though. Okay.
3: Um, Okay the good thing about this podcast is that me and Millie disagree on most things. Okay. In life? Okay. But it makes for, it makes for conversation within the podcast. If we agreed on everything, there wouldn't be much to talk about. Yeah. Um I kind of disagree with Millie cuz I don't know if this is your like I don't know if this is like the message you're trying to actually send people, but like in my head the way I see it is that like even if you're in a bad place and like you're not happy, It's not lying to yourself, but it's kind of like saying things out loud that you don't even feel at the moment almost helps you start feeling them. Like an example I can give is like in high school, I was like, I really honestly disliked most things about myself. Everything from my voice, like the way I spoke, my mannerisms, the way I moved my hands, my hair, my body, whatever, like most things I was just like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then I decided one day, like, I'm going to write down everything I don't like about myself and put it on paper and look at it and read it to myself. And then I'm going to choose to start like either changing what I can change and then pretending to just love myself for all those things regardless. And like when I started telling myself I liked those things and like when I started telling myself that I do like myself, Mm -hmm. it really did change my outlook on myself, like Repeating positive affirmations to yourself really does start to make you more positive. Like, no matter how like silly it sounds, like I know, like even to me, like it sometimes it sounds dumb. Like, oh what? Like if I look in the mirror and I say like, oh you're beautiful, ah, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like kind of like I don't want to say loserish, but it just like sounds kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Like it actually did work for me. Like it actually did eventually make me into a more positive person when it came up to my, when it came to my outlook on myself. Yeah. So I see how your like gratitude tokens and like putting out positivity and like writing down things at the end of your day that you're grateful for can actually affect you more than like you think it would.
1: Absolutely. So there's a couple of things I'd like to say. The first and foremost is I think that Millie with what you're saying, you totally make like you're on point with that. It is not normal to just be positive and happy-go-lucky all the time. We are humans. We have emotions. We have thoughts. So I recognize that and I acknowledge you for bringing that up. In addition to that, with what, with what you're saying, Natalie, gratitude, the practice really does, what it does is, is it shifts perspective the message that I'm trying to get across to people who work with me or who even are listening on this podcast is that gratitude is a tool we have in our pockets and you can pull this tool out of your pocket at any given point in your life. Just because you practice gratitude doesn't mean you're a happy go lucky person. And I'm saying this as a gratitude coach, I'm human. I deal with bullshit all the time, like all the fucking time. Excuse my French, but it's, yeah. it's one of those things that like, it's very real and I've gotten a lot of criticism from people who are close to me and, and from outsiders of how can you be a gratitude coach because that's not real. You can't just be positive all the time. Granted, I believe that my level of thinking um, falls on the more positive end. At the same time, when I'm dealing with grief and frustration and sadness and uncertainty, anxiety, X, Y, and Z, just like every other human being, what I do have and what I do use is this tool of pausing for a minute and focusing and giving myself literally, sometimes it's 30 seconds, like, what am I grateful in this moment? How can I ground myself back into what it is that i can be appreciative of because that gratitude practice not only shifts your focus but it gets you into a state of gratitude and getting into that state is incredibly beneficial and studies have showed that but i think sh-
2: it's really hard to get into that state like i could tell myself like i could assess what i'm grateful for and i think a lot of people could just list what they're grateful for but well, I don't know how to tap further into that. Like sometimes I really do feel it, but like sometimes you just say it. And, you know, I think a lot of people like they say, oh yeah, I'm grateful for something, but they don't actually mean it. And like Natalie was saying kind of this pattern that she notices and I'm guilty of it as well. It's like only feeling grateful after you've lost something. And after right. it's no longer a thing like, oh, now I'm grateful. It's like, that's the only time you could truly ever. And it's, and it's not just actually about gratitude but this is like of course a common experience with humans about a lot of things like we don't always live in the moment and like I'm I hate to admit that I'm obsessed with nostalgia like I always look back and be like wow that was really the best time but like in that time I didn't think it was the best time but I'm always gonna look back and think wow then I had it you know what I mean (laughs) So it's like that's why it's like I just I guess I'm curious to hear like what, how can you feel more present with with just writing something down? How do yeah, I'm curious to that? hear
3: like I'm sure you've had clients as like skeptical and oh yeah, as, like, millions, and I'm curious to hear how you show them the path and like how you like help them see that this actually can work. Cause like when someone's skeptical about something, they're probably not gonna wanna try it regardless. And then it's never gonna work because they're not even trying it.
1: Right, and there's um, resistance, there's resistance. So there's a couple of things. Um, and, and I do, in, like, I do uh, remind the participants who either work with me on the 22 day journey or if I do one-on-one coaching with them, first and foremost, there's no right or wrong way of practicing gratitude. I feel like a lot of times people like feel this underlying pressure that's not spoken about like i have to feel grateful how is it that i can't come up with things to think about to be grateful and it's really being kind to yourself and being patient with yourself that um like what you said millie like if you're having you know a tough day or a rough you're going through a rough spot in or rough time in your life it's hard to feel grateful and that's okay Being consistent with the practice and being patient with yourself, I think are the two key things. So consistency, meaning like take two minutes a day, for example, if you want to take five minutes a day, if you want to take an hour a day, I think an hour is too much of an ask. I don't, I personally don't practice gratitude for an hour. I think you need five minutes at least to get some kind of practice started. And when you're consistent with that, and what I mean by consistency, meaning at least every day for at least three weeks, you're going to have days where you can't come up with stuff, but at least you've created that window of time to enable your mind to expand. Because when you practice gratitude, it's a muscle. It's like a muscle in your mind. And the more you practice it, the more your mind becomes familiar, the more comfortable your mind becomes to really like expand and, think about like, okay, well, what happened today? Or what did I think of yesterday that I didn't think that I could possibly think about today and expand on that? I'll give you guys an example, like a sandwich. I was so grateful to have a delicious sandwich for lunch. Day two, I was really grateful for lunch. I also had a sandwich. Okay, well, what is it about my sandwich that I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that I was able to eat it with a friend at work. I was grateful that from that sandwich we were able to share together and sharing makes me feel like I am giving something to someone to make that person feel good. I'm also really grateful for the sandwich because it just tastes so good and I know I'm giving my body nutritious foods. So do you see how your your first day could start with just sandwich and then day two, you. And again, this is just an example, but that the, the, the more you're spending time reflecting on what it is that you're grateful for, that gives your mind an opportunity to expand on what are some of those points, like dig a little deeper. And then you think like, wow, if I didn't eat that sandwich, how tired would I be by 5 p.m.? So the other thing is with gratitude, this is where my where my role comes into place. Sometimes people don't know how to get there. And so as a coach, it's a conversation that needs to be had with that person. Like, tell me what are your thoughts? What are you grateful for? And, and as a coach, I, I dig a little deeper and I pose additional ideas and thoughts to help, you, to help that person expand on whatever it is that comes to mind and then, and then the the benefit to all of this is the next day or a week down the line, something you might see or hear or feel may trigger you to think about what you're great. that you're like, "Wow, I actually wrote about that, or I was grateful for that, and now I recognize this. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you guys another example. You write about. You saw an old couple sitting at the bus stop together and you're like, that is so cute. They've probably been married for 50 year, fifty plus years and I want that in my life, for example. And then you spend time with your grandparents on a Thursday or Friday evening. And then you like sit back and think and it's in that split second. It just comes to you. You're like, wow, I'm so grateful for the experience of life or I'm grateful that... I get to be around people who who show me what commitment is. And I got to see that. And like all of these ideas start tying in together. And it's through that lens of gratitude. That's like, that's another example that I like to share with, um, with people who are really taking it on to, to heighten and strengthen their practice. I've done that a lot before. I guess I didn't,
2: uh, like, I don't know. It wasn't that, like, I didn't, label it or see it but i feel like i do that a lot where i'm constantly connecting things that happen in my life and i do feel like there's some sort of like higher being or something i don't know there's just so many things that constantly connect and mm-hmm. i i do feel moments of like immense uh gratitude for like that sort of thing but um so i like i i guess i've was saying like i don't think any of these these what you're saying is silly or pointless i i could relate to all of them and i could do all of them but i'm curious like what is um like your ideal client or like what are they looking for or what is do you know what i mean like what is the
1: kind of patient for this so uh, I don't consider the people I work with. I don't consider them patients. I con, I do consider them clients. Okay. And the ideal client is someone who. Okay. And before I begin, I just want to make sure I understood your question. What is the who is the ideal person that I work with? Yeah.
2: Like, or is it, for example, like, I go to therapy because I'm still trying to resolve things from my past and make sure like it doesn't weigh me down as a human but like kind of enriches me and helps me respond to future things better uh to like to things better in the future and then like other things like I have anxiety but like um I we've had um other we've had therapists on the podcast before Mm -hmm. um and they talk to us about people who well, she was a psychiatrist, a specific one. And she was telling us about patients of hers who were really resistant to antidepressants, uh, who had depression. So Mm -hmm. I can't even relate to that when she like, I I don't think I've ever had such a bad like depression in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've spoken to people who were on antidepressants, and I actually would try to tell them things like, well, just like try to be grateful for this, this, that. Like, I don't know, like I have people who are in my family who are sick and I always think of like, sorry, now I'm going all over the place now, but like it's all going to connect back. It's like I, I've had, the, I've been that person where I'm like, just try to be grateful for this. But that's, right. I don't see like gratitude being connected to happiness. So I'm not sure if the outcome of your program is like, oh, to just pe- to become like a happier person. But Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I just, I, that's why I'm saying like, who is the ideal client? Because there are even drugs that can't even help people who are so like low. Do you know what I mean? They're feeling
1: so terrible. Absolutely. So what I'm, so what I'm hearing you say is like, which, like what, what criteria do you have to fit to most benefit from what I have to offer?
2: Yeah. And like, what is, is there an outcome or is this just just like a good practice to have?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, when it comes to one-on-one clients, I actually get on a call with them and I ask, I'm like, what is it that you want? And if I think that coaching and supporting you in a gratitude practice will fulfill on that outcome, then let's do it. And I'll create a specific program for you. I, I have like certain activities. So for example, like I have one client, she, body image and self thoughts, similar to what Natalie was saying, uh, um, uh, what, like 20 minutes ago about, about her body and her experience in high school, exact same client. And literally I coach her on a weekly basis. And the focus is, I the act, one of the activities is I want you to write down three things you are grateful for about your body, mind, body, soul, every day. And I kid you not, within two weeks, now I'm not saying that this is, it's gonna be like this for everybody, but she saw the impact because it's a self-generating practice. And that's why the two key things is like kindness and patience with yourself and being consistent with it. The other thing is the journey of, Practicing gratitude is within and everybody's journey is different. What you're going to get out of it at this point in your life may be very different from 20 years down the line. I don't know that. But what I do know is that we all have the ability to use this as a tool to have peace of mind, be present, reduce our anxiety, have increased self-confidence, decrease the worries, so we can sleep better, and X, Y, and Z. And studies have shown that studies have shown that whether it's college students, postpartum, um, like postpartum depression, patients with postpartum depression, children with trauma, um, pe- people who are in the corporate field, and you know they work nonstop, that a simple practice like this can be in- incredibly beneficial. And those benefits um, they vary and they range. So I don't have the perfect client that when it comes to, like, labeling someone with either a disease state or something that they want to overcome. For me, I, I look for people who are really, uh, I look to work with people who, who are committed and who have an open heart and an open mind to give this a shot. Because it's hard to believe sometimes. You're like, what, like how is this going to expand or benefit my life in any way? And I get it because I've been there. I was there three years ago. And I thought, well, I was consistent with it and I was patient with myself to now get to where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying everybody is gonna, you know, have the mindset that I have, but I know that there are outcomes on the other side of doing the work.
2: Millie? Oh, no. <laughs> Natalie, do you have something? To... Well, I feel like I have no more me... skepticisms. I,
1: I <laughs> see the legitimate... No, this is good. I like that you're challenging me because um, it, it actually enables me to have the opportunity to... Like you shake it up a little bit and I am practicing my, my confidence in sharing this work because so many people have questioned me i even questioned myself before i started doing this believe it or not gratitude grams was going to be an anonymous project i didn't want anyone to know that i created it because i had so much shame and doubt in myself
3: that's kind of like Like,
2: millie with the beginning of our
3: podcast yeah and the more i started sharing the more people were
2: like really i don't think i ever felt shame
3: no not shame but i'm saying we were anonymous in the beginning because i because at first we were like do we want people to know that it's us, like bringing? This yeah, I think to the that was really community? different because
2: it wasn't the project itself. It was the fact that in order to get our project going, we had to reveal a lot of personal details about our yeah. lives that could have potentially offended friends and family. So, like, I feel like that was really, you know, what I mean. Like, but um, no, I get that too, and I think like a part of me that's questioning it is because I know a lot of people are timid to question themselves like actually maybe there's someone who's listening who was like I don't even know what she's talking like I don't even know what this is what is she saying and mm-hmm. you know by opening up the conversation more and more like oh. maybe they'll think though actually I could benefit from this or um just kind of understand it because like there are so many uh this is like a relatively new practice I, I think or I maybe I'm I'm ignorant of it but it's like new and it should be talked about and questioned
1: and stuff like that uh, for it to grow yeah you know i will say i wish i knew about this in college like i don't know if you guys are familiar with the term zatchkishy them like i mm-hmm. suffered as a college student i was under so much pressure and stress and if i if i had someone just like you know outside of a therapist or a counselor but like you know having a workbook or something if I knew of an activity that like even during my studies I could pause for a few minutes and write what I was grateful for like how would that impact me and knowing what I know now like still forming
2: I think that's actually really good for like even younger than that let's say high school I think it's like really good for people who are still developing
1: absolutely children i mean kids i had a one of the one of my one of the people that i work with he started sharing his moments of gratitude at the dinner table with his family and then he asked his little kids to start doing it like what are you grateful about and it's so cute because kids think of things that you, like as adults like those ideas and those thoughts don't come to mind anymore yeah that's so true Right, mm-hmm. um, the other thing is with um with gratitude, so that's where the magic of sharing is really important in my book, that my thoughts of what I'm grateful for differ from what your guys' thoughts are. I've led so many workshops, and and every workshop that I've led, I, I really encourage people to share with one another, and when I hear about their sharing, I even take on learning something new every day. Cause I'm like, wow! I didn't think of that. Like, I could, I can also be mindful of that, and I can also be grateful for that too. Like, that's something really, really near and dear to my heart that that never came to mind. So, when it comes to practicing gratitude, I know for the audience members who have never um, experienced possibly being in a state of gratitude or practicing gratitude, I encourage you to call your closest friend and say ask them like hey what are you grateful for about today like i'm curious to know and i'd like to share some of my thoughts and see how the conversation flows yeah i definitely think i
3: i have i think we all know someone who could benefit from this Mm -hmm. and I think for a lot of people, like what a lot of people don't get is that a lot of these different practices all tie into the same thing. So there's some people, I think there's a lot of people in my life who even do this, but just in a different way. Whether it's like my mom that like every morning she like reads this like, I don't know if it's like Kabbalah. I don't want to like say the wrong thing. It's not really Kabbalah, but it's it's like something that ties into religion that it's this prayer that it's like,
0: New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.
3: And then, like, after waking up, like, everything after that is, like, Just extra, and I'm just grateful for all the extra that comes after waking up. Mm -hmm. So like, and then there's people who like a lot of like what became very popular recently is a lot of my friends started doing yoga, and like yoga also has this thing of like gratitude that ties into it. That like at the end of every session, they tell you to like lie down in child's pose and like close your eyes and just think about like all the things this week that happened to you that were great and that like like were positive. And, like, I think as Millie was saying, like, some people see a psychiatrist or some people go to a psychologist. And there's, like, a lot of ways to have the same outcome. And it's just different ways work for different people. Absolutely. So I think, like, some people will benefit way more from coming to you and doing these small, like, gratitude practices every day, which is something I kind of did, like, for myself when I was younger. And I think I really needed it. I think I really needed to like wake up every morning and be like, okay, this is what I do appreciate about myself until like I slowly started appreciating more and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But like in the, honestly, in the beginning for me, it felt kind of like a lie. Like in the beginning for me, it felt like, oh, like this is kind of silly. Like, I feel like I'm not being like honest with myself. Like do I really like this about myself? Like, do I really appreciate this? it felt a little bit phony in the beginning. And I don't know if any of your clients tell you that that's how they feel in the beginning. Um, but eventually it started to feel real. It started to feel like I'm like, this is actually, I'm starting to actually appreciate these things.
1: Yeah. And that's called shift. You were shifting your perspective. Mm-hmm. You were conditioned to believe this is shitty about myself. I don't like this X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z, Right and when you're conditioned that's when you're comfortable and that's why i say when people practice gratitude come in with an open heart and an open mind and be patient you just got to be patient and that consistency you start seeing that shift 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 until you're like oh wow like i actually like i do appreciate x y and z i'll give you guys an example Uh, a bouquet of flowers You get a bouquet of flowers and a week later you're like, shit, they died so quick. What are you gonna focus on? Are you gonna focus on the fact that the flowers died or that they brought color to your space for a week? It's all about perspective. Yeah. Or I'm grateful that someone gifted these to me. Or I'm grateful, and and granted, I'm, I'm talking about something physical. We can even talk about people. A psychologist, a therapist, i can't believe i am so down these days focusing on just being down and therapy just it's very confronting it opens up a can of worms it's whatever the experience is i can't Mm -hmm. i'm again this is just an example right with gratitude you can focus on that therapist and the service that that individual is providing you by saying, you know what, I'm really grateful that I have a safe space to just open up and that there is no judgment and that I am being taken care of and I'm taking care of myself. So I, that's interesting that you see
2: that because, and Natalie, when you brought up the yoga thing, it made me realize like, um, I don't think it's like, Oh, you could, do gratitude, or you could do yoga, or you could go to therapy. Like I don't. So what I'm realizing is that they don't intersect, because um, for example, like in 2016, I was like around that time, I was very sick, and like I had just resorted to trying yoga. I was like, okay, let me. I've, so many people have said this helps people with like who are going, even if it's like stomach problems, like what I had. Like a, I was open to trying that, mm-hmm. and there was this one instructor who I met in the beginning. I was like, oh, like Sismoni, I actually know that term. I was like, she was so <laughs> like jolly and like relaxed. And I was like, why the fuck is she so relaxed? Like pissing me off.
1: Okay. But,
2: um, but then I ended up loving her so much. But, and at the end of uh, like every yoga practice, like we would do Shavasana and like, I, started loving shavasana i was like i love the i don't know like reviewing everything that happened that week and you know what i mean but that doesn't replace therapy and then some people you know you don't need you don't need to always be in therapy but like and i wasn't in that time but like it did help me like i don't know, be so happy afterwards and like it shifts your mood but like i think that's a that's a really different part of your brain than like the things you work on in therapy or something so that's what but I I do see the power in it actually. So
3: yeah, I wasn't trying to say one replaces the other. I was trying to say for different people, they can have the same effect. Like for one person, like that will help them more than therapy, and for someone else, they'll need therapy. But they're all like. But you don't feel better after the same therapy.
2: Outcome. The whole thing about therapy is kind not. of like what, discuss, no. whole, like what we discuss. No, like what we discuss. Sometimes we're like shit afterwards. The, the, like we just had a. I guess in our previous episode, Kevin Nahai, uh, uh, he mm-hmm. was saying if you don't uh, confront and address some of your own problems, they're going to come to the surface in your relationships. Okay.
1: Um,
2: so like, you know, that that's what I kind of think of. Is like, I don't, maybe some things with like self-esteem, gratitude can change, but like anyone who has like a serious problem like that I think they need therapy
1: absolutely I'm not and I don't mean
2: problem grat- in like a bad way like I have no there's not like a stigma way sorry I.
1: so off. no no, no. I, I get what you're saying actually this this what I, I think this would be the most clarifying term is that gratitude is a supplemental tool for everybody whether you're a fitness junkie doing yoga and that gives you bliss and joy versus seeing a therapist and a and a and a psychiatrist the practice or you're just a really busy corporate person you're a ceo of a company and you have a lot of pressure you could still like anybody can use gratitude and i'm not saying mm-hmm. it's the end all be all and the only tool that's going to fix you again there's no right or wrong way of doing it and the benefits they range from a to Z it's it's the it's this idea that I'm I'm sharing with the world that we we all can use this practice to our benefit and what we benefit from this practice is a self experience it's your own journey of figuring out what that is and it and it may ch- and that journey may change from now till 10 15 20 years from now what that gratitude practice looks like
3: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think it's going to keep changing the same way it's changed from when our grandparents were Mm -hmm. our age to Mm -hmm. now because like, the older I get, the more I'm starting to understand why older people in the community think that these practices such as psychologists and therapy in general, and yoga and reflection and whatever is kind of bullshit. And they kind of like tell their children and grandchildren, like, oh, stop being sad, like, blah, blah, blah. It's it's honestly because we live in a generation where we get more instant gratification than our grandparents did. Like, when I look at my grandma, I'm like, okay, like, she moved from Iran to Israel at the age of, like, 13, 14. She was already pregnant. Yeah. She was living in a tent in the dirt with a baby. Like, her second child either died of a cold or was sold off because in Israel and the hospitals, children were being sold off nobody knew what was happening like like and she went she went through so much stuff that like and like they were like growing their own vegetables like it was just like it took so much more for them to get gratification that when they did get it it meant so much more and they and they found gratification in like such smaller things but like now like I live in a time where like If I order something on Amazon and it says coming in three, like I know this is like the most basic example ever. It's like used in memes and whatever, but it's really true. Like literally if I order something on Amazon and it says three to five days and it comes in five days instead of three, I'm like, wow, like those fucking people at Amazon, they couldn't send it faster. Like there's a reason why people are less happy now because we just expect so much so fast that when like one little thing doesn't go right, we're like, well, fuck, my whole day was ruined. Like F this. And, like, it just, like, makes more and more sense to me why it's harder for older generations to understand why we need these things, but we really do need these things. Like, we really, Mm -hmm. like, I think our generation really does have issues because we're just all about instant gratification and, like, it's harder for us to appreciate. Yeah, we're
2: desensitized and removed from many, like, basic human experiences. Absolutely.
1: And I think, like, the real, like the real hardships of life for example we don't have bombs over our heads we can go to sleep in peace majority of us I'm not saying all of us but majority of us have functioning organs and body parts where we don't have to go to a hospital or a dialysis center or something to get care you know we don't we're not relying on medicines like when it comes down to like the basic basic things in life to be Comfortable and to be at peace, at least in our community in the United States, like we have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's we for- kind of
3: what I was saying when we first spoke to you. Um, yeah, I'm sure by now all of our listeners know that we do phone calls with the <laughs> with the guests who come on before we have them on, and during our phone call, I was saying that one thing I could think of in regards to gratitude and how I want to change myself when it comes to gratitude is the fact that. I'm a lot of the time I'm not grateful for things until after I don't have them. And like one of like the basic ones that people always say is like literally when I catch a cold and I can't breathe through my nose and then at night I'm breathing through my mouth the whole night and then I wake up with cracked lips that are bleeding. I'm -hmm. like, wow, remember the days when I had a normal working nose or like two Mm -hmm. years ago I got hit by a car. I was a pedestrian and I fractured my knee and for like a full month I had to be on crutches and a leg brace. And like, just everything I did was a million times harder than when my knee was working normally. And even until today, like sometimes when it's very cold outside, I feel stiffness in my knee. Like, I think I've onset arthritis from the fracture. Like, and like, it like those things, because those things happen It like, it kind of does remind me to like, appreciate the things that are still working normally.
1: I get that. But like, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, so that's the thing. And I'm so glad that you brought these two examples up because that's the purpose of my work. Why do you have to suffer? Why do you have to lose something to really see the, the, like how fortunate you are in your life, regardless of what's going on. We deal with, I'm not saying that, um, just because you practice gratitude, you're going to be like always happy, but it doesn't hurt to take a few minutes sometimes a day once a week once a month whatever whatever mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with but, but but like really thinking about like wow I am grateful that I walk I'm grateful that I can breathe through my nostrils I'm grateful for my heartbeat that never fails on me and I don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have a steady job right now I may not like my job but I'm grateful that I have this job because it pays my bills it gives me a sense of purpose i'm doing something with my life a lot of people don't have that so why step into that mindset after you've lost something versus taking it on while you do have it it's a, it's 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 a concept that again it's as humans we are we ex we get into this, uh, when, when, again, like we're, we're very conditioned and what's, what's the norm is when you lose something, that's when you start appreciating it. And that's, that's where my work comes into place. And I'm like, you know what? I actually want to open up your eyes so that you can take every day for moving forward with this tool in your pocket and you can pull it out at any given time in your life because mm-hmm. you have it. It's the, the only thing is you gotta, you got to pull it out and access it to, to really benefit from it. And the benefits may be very minimal. I mean, based off of the, the things that Millie was saying, you know, it, yeah, it's not going to make you the happiest person alive and it may not cure you from your depression overnight, but I think it really can facilitate and support you along your journey of finding peace in your mind and in your heart. I have a question.
3: Yeah. Have you, like, I don't know if this is, like, too, it's not really even a personal question, but I don't know if it's something that you can necessarily share. But have you ever received a client that came to you and you actually told them, like, I actually think maybe you need more than this. Like, maybe you do need therapy. Yeah,
1: I actually, before, so before I work with any client because my sister's a therapist. I come from a, like my family line. Like we all, like my sister is, she's at Harvard doing amazing therapy stuff. And my mom was a social worker. And I also studied psychology in college. Um, If I am not, if I, my number one thing is making sure my work is, I work with integrity. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to just get another client. So if I feel if I feel um, during that initial phone call, because I have phone calls with people first to really mm-hmm. discover what is it that you're looking for. And during that conversation, if I sense like I cannot provide this person with a service that is going to accomplish what they're out to get, I refer them. And then when we sign a contract, in the contract it says, Something along the lines of, like, at any given point during this coaching experience with you, if I feel like, a, um, you know, additional services may support you in in the the support that you need, I will refer them because I'm, th- th- this is not that I'm not uh, I'm not trained I'm not clinically trained I'm not a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. I'm a gratitude coach and my focus is on gratitude and honing in on that practice and, and seeing and, and being part of that journey with people to see like, how are they benefiting from it and how are they Mm -hmm. growing in that light? No, I really
2: like that. That's so interesting about your family. You guys are giving back so much. Like yeah, it's, it, uh, so be, I don't know, it's such a beautiful It uh,
1: it's thank you. It's actually really interesting. My sister, so she's a so when when both my sister and I were in grad school, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. And I think that's what really sparked both of us to get into the oncology realm. My sister has done multiple postdoctorate work at Stanford and Harvard, um, focusing on chronic disease states and people um, in the, like, who are battling cancer as a therapist and what are the gaps when someone gets sick or what are the gaps for their family members and how can you um, increase the, the outcomes of therapy with psychosocial therapy? Aligned with the med- medication therapy, and then as a pharmacist, I took on specializing in oncology so I can serve this population. And and then the gratitude practice showed up for me after I started working at the oncology clinic.
2: Wow! Yeah, this maybe this should have been the intro. <laughs> I mean, you can. Pick That's up so ama- Yeah, no, I think it's really amazing, actually. Thank you! Thank you so much. Um. Should, so should we move on to our exactly. gratitude
1: practice? Yeah, we can do a gratitude practice together. So what I, um, do you guys have pen and paper with you? Or do you guys want to say it verbally? I think I'll, I'll do it verbally. Yeah. Verbally. Is fine. Okay. I think it will give more to the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, so, so with questions, I am going to present you, okay, so what are you grateful for about today? Specifically today, from the moment that you woke up to the last minute that we've been on this call, I want you to think about three, at least three things, three points that you are grateful for and why you are grateful for them. And I'm gonna give you guys a few, like a minute just to think about that. Like really think, like. The foods you've eaten, the people you've interacted with, what you've done at work, what you did on your free time, activities you've done to take care of yourself, what's physically around you in your space, like what are three things specifically today that you are grateful for? And when you guys are ready, just let me know.
3: You guys ready? I'm ready.
2: Millie, are you ready? Yeah. You could go first. If you like. Okay.
1: okay. So this is how um, it's going to work. Natalie, I want you okay. to gonna share your three points with me and Millie promise me you're not going to change your points. I oh, there's to
2: three points. After, okay.
1: At least three, at least three things that you're grateful for. Okay. And then you're just like, the intention of this coaching is really to expand, expand your mindset. Again, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. And I, and whatever I pose to you is I want you to this is your takeaway for this evening and to just reflect and think about it. Okay. Okay. Okay, Go for it. Go for it, Natalie. Um, so
3: one of mine is kind of, um, it was like two days ago, but it kind of like, also like went over through today. So I'm just going to like say it anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that after having Corona, I tested negative two days ago. And because I tested negative, I was able last night to see, to have dinner with three of my closest
1: friends that I haven't seen in like almost a month. Okay. So you're grateful for having dinner with your friends in person. Okay. Um, What is, okay.
3: uh, I'm also grateful today. Well, This one's going to sound like silly. Nope. There's Um, no right or wrong way of doing it. But I, I I was really grateful today because I ordered Dos toros, which is like kind of like Chipotle but Yummier. Okay. And it came with a free bag of chips. Nice. Right. <laughs> okay. And I just got I got really excited when I ordered the food online and there was an option to add a free bag of chips. So it was um, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it honestly made me so happy. <laughs> um and another thing I'm grateful for, um, well, the listeners can't see this, but my dog right now is, like, coming into the video as we're recording, like, trying to lick my face. Um, I'm very grateful for her. Like, she honestly, like, every time I come home, mm-hmm. she literally, like, you know how, like, a lot of dogs smile? She literally smiles every day when I come home and, like, jumps on me and is just so excited to see me. And it just, like, puts me, like, even if I was having a stressful day, just, like, looking at her, like, jumping up at me and smiling, like, just automatically puts me in a like slightly more positive mood. Got it. So I'm I'm very grateful to have this really annoying dog who loves me so much. And what's your dog's name? Her name is Shoko. Shoko. Yeah. I like it like chocolate. Exactly. Like is Shoko like in Hebrew is like chocolate milk, even though she's yeah. not really that brown,
1: but whatever. Okay. What
3: I, I like her.
1: it. Okay. So let's focus on your friends. Again, I'm only gonna take a few minutes, okay? Okay. But I want you to think about having dinner with your few friends last night. Last or last night, right? Yeah. Okay. What were the conversations that you had that you were grateful for? How did you feel when you physically saw them? Did you hug them? How did hugging them make you feel? How did knowing that you were there in a safe space not only make you feel but no, like what what is it that you could be grateful for about that or being grateful for the fact that your friends trusted you to meet up with you during this time because a lot of people don't do that okay let me, so let me I, oh go ahead I, I i definitely
3: hugged them it it's honestly something i missed a lot because it like being able to sit down with them after work and have a drink and talk about what's going on in our lives and laugh and just be silly and order food. It like, anytime we get to do that during, like ever since these like months since Corona started and since Mm -hmm. quarantine started, being able to do that again, just like brings me back to a time where we were doing that like multiple times a week, every week. Mm -hmm. Like we would just randomly text each other in the group chat and be like, who's free to meet tonight for dinner and drinks? And we would just say, yeah, like I am, I am, I am. And we would just randomly meet up. Right. And anytime we get to do that now, it just like kind of like for a moment brings me back to that time before all of this stress of quarantine and Corona. And it just like puts me in such a good mood because it reminds me that like hopefully someday in the future we'll be able to get back to that. And this will be a normal thing again that we get to do. and just honestly being around them and just sitting down next to them mm-hmm. automatically puts me in a good mood. And I was, I was just so happy to see them last night. Cause I was quarantined for over two weeks and it just like really sucked, like feeling like I wasn't safe to be around people.
1: Right. So what I'm hearing is like, you're grateful for human connection and the freedom to do things with your friends that you've been stripped of for quite some time, mm-hmm. especially the last two weeks, and and also like just being there and like being a, in a different state and having an opportunity to share with people, especially the people that you care and love so much, and yeah. like those are the different factors that I, I I invite you to like think about when it comes to. It's not just like being grateful for that one aspect, but really pulling from that experience. Like, what is it about that experience that makes, how does it make you feel? What can you get, get gain from that? What is it that you, that makes, that, that even prompted you to think, like, this is what I'm grateful for about, that, like, mm-hmm. today. Granted, it was last night, but I get it. I, 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 yeah. I get why you brought it up. And, and, and with your dog, um, for Choco, what is it about the relationship with your dog that you're grateful for? Think about how she can, and again, you don't need to answer this. These are just things I want you to reflect on. Um, how your dog from what you shared with me, it sounds like she is so consistent and you can always count on her to greet you with a smile. And it like, what are the, like, yes, she makes you happy and she like makes your day a little bit more positive. What, a, what, what, what other aspects about your dog how she feels does she cuddle with you is she there to physically make you feel safe like what is it about your dog that you are grateful for so one of the one of the tools that i i share with with clients is that you kind of like draw a line and then you list three additional things for that one point that you wrote that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you
3: for doing the the gratefulness practice with me. It honestly like it feels good to like think about that. It feels good to like remind yourself that like these good things like happened to me
2: recently.
1: Yeah. What about you,
3: Millie?
2: Um, so there well, there's no particular order.
1: Remember, okay. Okay. there's no right or wrong way, yeah. Do
2: Well, it sounds strange, but like I'm grateful for the way my brain functions, I guess, like from something like the first thing I remembered this morning, I always remember my dreams, but this morning I didn't. And then I was like, I'm grateful for when I do remember my dreams, because I think it's really interesting to think about. And it was kind of like, I was like, wow, I I really can't remember it today. Uh, So that was like the first thing that I thought of. And then going off of that, like, again, being grateful for the way I think a lot of the times I actually like chastise myself for the way I think, like, for example, when you first asked like, what we're grateful for, I'm like, Oh my God, like, why can't I just like, why am I overcomplicating it? Like, Mm -hmm. um, because they're like there's the baseline things that i'm grateful for like not specific to today like i always actually think about my health especially right now like i feel like everyone's thinking about it like Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. one of the top things on my mind every day honestly um but then yes but instead of viewing like the way i think in a bad way like instead of being angry that i like i'm like struggling to think of the question i'm actually grateful that like it's because I care that I think this much about it. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm grateful
1: mm-hmm.
2: for that. Um, and say,
1: then, and I just want to make sure I understand you. So, the first is you care about how your brain fun, how your mind functions, and the second is you are grateful that you care for yourself and how, whether it's your thoughts or, or, like, being in action and what you're, what you're focusing your time on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like I'm reframing it. It's like, it's not a bad thing that I think overthink it. It's like, it's because I, it comes from a good place. Yeah. And then um, the last thing is also like, yeah, I'm going to dinner tonight and like, I got a notification that like some states are going into lockdown again. And I'm just like really grateful to just be able to like go to a nice place outside and like have dinner with friends and like have a drink like you know what i mean like it's yeah, these fine. things mean so much now like mm-hmm. yeah just human connection as you said and i don't know it just it sounds so simple but it's like i don't know it's like now things like getting up for coffee or like having a
1: cocktail they're like they kind of mean a lot yeah so i was going to uh i was going to focus on your first point um which is being grateful for your mind i invite you to think about what does your mind create that you are grateful for it creates your thoughts it is responsible for your emotions how to shift your perspective like your mind is who you are on the inside and uh with this with this point it's it's a lot of self-introspection and it um, it may not. It may be hard to grasp, like in this given point. But I, I invite you to tonight to really think about it. Like, what is it about your mind that you are grateful for? Like, wh- what has your mind given you? How has your mind functioned since the minute you were born to get to where you're at today? That's your mind. No, that's. <laughs> Never thought about it. Like, what
2: has it done to get me where I am today? That's an okay.
1: interesting thought. Like, can you can can you give can you can you give yourself the opportunity to reflect and be grateful for about that about your mind? So that's just an example of. And look, today, like the question today was a very vague question. In my 22 day journey, I I pose more specific, um, more specific topics. And that's to really get people to hone in on the specific details that we sometimes overlook. For example, going out and having a meal. We, like Before COVID, we didn't think twice about that. Just the way both of you said, like it was an easy text or phone call. Yeah, I'll be there in, in an hour. And not until it's lost. Then we like see the value and like appreciate what it is the opportunities that we do have, and with the gratitude work that I do, it's it's um, enlightening people and in introducing them to topics before they've lost it, and if they have, what can they take on to be grateful for what they did have before losing it? Well, thank you
2: so much for sharing this with us and. doing this, doing the practice with us as well. I hope if anyone was listening, you did have a piece of paper and pen it. It would be interesting to, to do yourself. So. Yeah. yeah. If
1: anyone is interested in reaching out to me, um, I'm available to talk and I would love anyone and everyone to connect with me. And most importantly, take a moment to be present with the people who are in your life and call, text, verbally, tell them like, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful to be alive today.
2: Thank you. And then um, also just if you want to share with our listeners where they could find you on like social media, if you have a website.
1: Um, On Instagram, I am Asal, A-S-A-L Dean, D-E-A-N. And my website is thegratitudegrams.com, T-H-E-G-R-A-T-I-T-U-D-E. G-R-A-M-S.com. And over there, you can sign up for the 22 day journey or practice or purchase gratitude grams if you want to share them with the people around you or mail them out. And also connect with me if you'd like some one on one coaching. Thank you so much again. Welcome. Thank you. I had a really good time with you, ladies. Thank you for taking the time to learn about what i have to offer to create this space to discuss and talk gratitude and and to challenge me it was it was quite fun
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i i enjoyed it as well it was it was i'm honestly i was great that was what i was debating putting in like grateful or like one of my gratitude things that like this conversation um it turned out differently than i expected I'm like, yeah, just grateful for the podcast that I could just like meet some stranger on the internet and like have a whole discussion about something I didn't really know about. And yeah, it's really interesting to me. Natalie, you're muted. Sorry, I muted myself because my dog is barking. But I just (laughs) want to say that
3: I'm also so grateful for this podcast. I think on a daily basis, when things get me down, I -hmm. just think back to the fact that we have this platform and we have this podcast and it just like... Makes me a little bit happier.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Um, It was a pleasure talking to you both, and I look forward to staying connected. Same here. Thank you, Asa. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.